Hello, and welcome to the Theology Gaming Podcast Sessions something or other. We're not sure. My name is Zachary Oliver, and his name is... Justin Fox. And we're going to talk about whatever the heck comes in our minds, <laughs> because we don't know what we're doing. Yes, yes. For, for the first half hour, I want to talk about how super pretty I really am. Yeah, we can talk about that. I don't care. Yes, yes. I don't we have a talk. webcam, though. This is the problem. Uh, well, I need to see your super prettiness. Yes, yes, yes. But that's okay, though. You wouldn't be able to handle it. You yeah, know? Know. it's too much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe we'll be joined by Justin Fox's property at some point, too. Depends. <laughs> 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 I, you know, put that out into the universe now. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, on to the podcast topics. All right. Justin, do you have any obscure games that you have played that you would like other people to play, or at least be inquisitive about? Yes, I do. Um, there's so many of them. Let me. Might have to check my list here. Um, just don't pick Galarians. Oh, don't don't pick Galarians, even though no one. <laughs> Galarians is so obscure that even though we have it, my wife, um, aka my property, my wife, um, what? <laughs> <laughs> She's also in the next room too, right? <laughs> She's hearing everything that I say. Um, but um, she had bought this Galarians. I didn't even. I didn't even know I knew anything about this thing, right? I'm pretty obscure with some of my stuff, and I didn't know anything about like, what's Galarians. It's so obscure that even though she bought it, we haven't played it. That's how obscure it is. <laughs> and you aren't even willing to play it again. Not even willing to play it in because you know I realized it was tank controls. So I was kind of like. Can we really get used to tank controls again? I, I don't know if that's possible anymore. Huh. Hmm, maybe. Yeah, I, I, I guess anything's possible. But you know, you know what? Some people really love tank controls. I don't know uh, who those people are, but they exist. Uh, I Yes, there, I mean, there are many things like that that exist, you know. Some people like kinds of, you know, to eat glass, you know. <laughs> they, they exist also. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, Animusha has tank controls. It does, doesn't it? And it's not that bad. I mean, I played it recently. Yeah, which is not that bad. Um, I just got stuck with that puzzle with the water temple. Like even with the game, with the fact, for some reason, this water, this water thing, this water puzzle, like, blew my mind, and I just never did finish it because <laughs> <laughs> of that one puzzle. I was yeah. like, you know what? <laughs> and don't bother looking up the solution or anything. Well, that's what, that's what I'm saying. I looked up a solution. I'm still going to figure it out. I don't know why. I have to go back and look at that again because, like, that is embarrassing to even say that out loud. <laughs> like, like, even with the fact, I failed. I'm pretty sure I've gotten stumped on a puzzle before, too. I just can't remember which one. Gosh. Yeah. There, I mean, puzzles for me just drive me insane anyway because I'm like, I want to play the game where I can move around and jump and 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 slash stuff and use my sword but now you've transported me away from all of that to a puzzle you mean like resident evil puzzles or capcom puzzles in general resident evil puzzles aren't as bad as like some some, some people like puzzles like some people put puzzles like like crossword puzzles in like the middle of a game like some some, some people actually do something like that and it's like nah like Onimusha did that man so I was like what what but 13 13-2 for example did a really good job of putting 
<laughs> random, ridiculous puzzle to get your little shards and everything. Why are the platforms in the right way? No, do, uh, no. Wait, what puzzles? Uh, there are puzzles? Yeah, in, 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 in 13-2. Especially, especially in 13-2. Huh. It's like, get this foolishness out of my face immediately. I bought all the DLC recently, and I don't remember the puzzles. <laughs> there were puzzles? <laughs> there were puzzles! And, and, because remember, like, the, when, you get, when you get the shards, you have to get the little shards walking on the platforms, and you couldn't walk them up on the same platform once. I mean, oh, twice. Oh, that? Yeah. Oh, those are easy. Oh, those are puzzles, and I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> They're not that bad. I mean, they, they restart you right at the beginning of the puzzle if you, you know, what is it, the constellation thing? You don't uh, die yeah, or anything. Those aren't that bad. But the clock ones are the ones I really didn't like. Like, bread. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. like that game. The, the, clock, the clock ones were absolutely terrible. They were terrible. Oh, I mean, cool. like, people had to actually form an actual app in order to get me through that. <laughs> it's like okay, it's like it's like it's like it's really really slick too. Like look up like um Final Fantasy thirteen two clock puzzle solution or something like that. Oh, that clock puzzle. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, those are easy. Now, see, you're actually smart, Zach. Those are trial and error. You basically just figure it out after a while. I mean, mm-hmm. they just send you right back to the beginning, so you get to try again. I know, but like because I have no patience for that, and it's like I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Justin. I want, I want to get back to the to the to the fighting. I want to get back to the fighting and the uh, and the little and the little white girl running around, you know, in her little tight dress. I want to get back to that and the dude with the MC Hammer pants on. I want to get back to them. <laughs> no, Ugh, <laughs> how many bad ways could they pronounce that? I know, right? No. It's like Noel, maybe. I think it was supposed to be Noel, but Noel. <laughs> no, his name's Noel, and her name's Sarah. Even though it's spelled Sarah. (laughs) Square Enix localizations lately. Well, you loved it. (laughs) I like the game, actually. It just... Yeah, I like that game a lot, too. Um, It was... It was... Maybe that's the game that no one played. (laughs) Final Fantasy 13-2. Did you play 13-1? See, that's the the thing about it. No one played uh, 13-1, so... I mean, people played 13-1, and like, you know, I'm not gonna play 13-2 because this was a giant hallway. So therefore, there, there's a really funny video where um, on Jontron, um, if you're if you're a fellow theologian and everything, then uh, there is some language that goes along with Jontron. But um, that honestly, I don't think in that episode there is. But anyway, um, there's an episode where he's like, "Hey, Mikey, try to go left," <laughs> and he's just kind of not able to go left because he's in this first part of the game where he just go down to the hallway or whatever you know. And he's like, "Hey, Mikey." Try to go right. <laughs> He's not able to go right because it's just a doggone hallway. So um, that that took me out of the experience. Uh, the fact that I could look at the characters. My brother was playing the game at the time. I could, I could look at the characters. And I said that that character is this character. This character is this character. Like all the tropes were lined up just based on the character design themselves. And so I, I was I like, this is, this, this is such a this is it. It, it just reminded me of something that was very very boring. Huh. I liked don't, it don't, personally. Uh, to change of pace, you know, I, I've, for once, it's just completely linear and there's no deviation. You know, it's something different. I wouldn't want it again, but I think it's it was good for what it was. Yeah, see, I liked um, I liked the way that ten, I mean, thirteen two was structured. Like, 
I mean, it was it was kind of linear, but at the same time, it was not. I, that makes sense. It's like, like a uh, confusing version of Chrono Trigger that makes no sense. Yeah, because I was like, guys, this whole storytelling thing that you're trying to do, you need, you need to stop all that. There is no story in the Final Fantasy Thirteen universe. <laughs> there is just things that happen. Ta- tabula, ro- uh, tabula, rola, dosa, rolodexa, whatever it's called. Tabula rasa. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's it. There's so, just so, yeah. events that happen in in a pre-made art design. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, jungle things happen. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like, okay, but like the way the structure is just kind of like it's just it was almost like Mega Man. <laughs> that's what it reminded me of. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like uh, I'm gonna go here, and you just go there, and uh, you don't run into many problems in terms of you know monsters trying to you know start going super kill you or anything. It was just. This is structured very, very well, I thought. Snow, and it made exploration. You know, you know what? It's right here, guys. Snow should fight a giant tomato creature. <sighs> Why should he do that? We don't know. <laughs> but it'd be awesome. Okay, he should just do it the whole game. <laughs> Man, it did not make any sense. It, it did. It did not. Um, I mean, I'm guessing Lightning Returns doesn't make any more sense. Oh no! I heard that lightning returns is just like. Not only does it make any sense, it's boring and doesn't make any sense. <laughs> now, now, you and I would like it because of the gameplay. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I don't care about anything that's happening. So. Right, right, exactly. So I was kind of same way with uh with uh, uh thirteen two. Like yeah. I was like, okay, if you unmake reality, then this then the little white girl won't die. I'm like, okay, that's. <laughs> I mean, my third party member, okay, was like a slime with a construction worker hat on. It's hard for me to take it seriously in any way. <laughs> it's like a flashing siren. Woo, woo, you know? Yeah, I, I, like, I like giving them, like, ridiculous names, like Gertrude or something like that. Or give them, like, a tiny hat. I love my tiny hats. Yeah, I'll, give her all my, I'll give all my, all my Pokemon uh, tiny hats. <laughs> tiny fedoras. Yes, yes, and they're all adorable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gosh, Final Fantasy! What happened to that series? <laughs> <laughs> they um, they were got greedy with money, I guess. You know what happened to them? Final Fantasy Seven happened to them. That's what we should do. We should talk about Final Fantasy Seven because for some reason a whole lot of people are talking about Final Fantasy Seven. What's wrong? So that's the last we talk about. Okay, let's talk about that. So, about Final Fantasy Seven? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying, do you want to do it now or do you want to do it later? <laughs> let's just do it now. Okay, let's, okay, let's do it now. I like Final Fantasy Seven. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, the end. <laughs> the end. <laughs> yeah, in sum, Final Fantasy VII is good. It's good. Yes, it is good. Well, um... You know what? I think it really started going downhill when they when they did eight and they had no idea what they were doing. Yeah, that's what, that's what made it weird. It's like, Final Fantasy VII changed gaming forever. Yeah, and for, it's a for, well-constructed game. Yes, yes, yes. Like, for better or worse, it changed games. And the only reason why people were even saw the vision of trying to merge film and gaming together is because of that game. Yeah, and they marketed it that way specifically so that they could sell a ton of copies, right? Video games are something more than just a video game. It's an experience. Right, right, right. With a cast of thousands. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> so, so, like, uh, I remember see, I, did, I had to start from the beginning because my brother worked at, uh, he worked at Babbage's. He might who's old remembers Babbage's. Babbage's. Um, <laughs> and so um, he had um, 
He brought the shirts home early, I think. Because if you pre-order, then you get these Final Fantasy VII shirts. Which I regret to say, my mom washed out during the bleach. Because I wore that thing all the time in high school. Huh. Yeah, I know. My brother still has his, though. He's Everyone like, think it was cute? Um, people didn't know what it was. You know? <laughs> like, how come they, it's like, how come they, they caught a Final Fantasy VII? What's up, what are the other ones? Like, like well, actually, the other ones are released in Japan, Japan only. You see, Final Fantasy III, <laughs> Final Fantasy. yeah, I did that whole <laughs> Justin, what a nerd. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so, um, so, um, so, um, but, I remember like hearing about it and then seeing some of the. I remember, I remember playing the original demo that came out with it, with Toe Ball number one. <laughs> toe right? Ball. You bought Toe Ball? No, we did not buy Toe Ball. But okay, good. We can, t- we can check games out at Babbage's. Um, so my brother checked that, checked that out. That's one the bag. Toe Ball, Toe Ball number one. That's that's an obscure game right there. Toe Ball number one. I guess Toe Ball number two is actually pretty good. Yeah, Toe Ball, Toe Ball number two was one of those games where. Americans were pretty upset, or with all the nerds were pretty upset that they didn't get a copy of that because Toba Number Two was supposed to be really, really good. Toba Number One was really, really good too, though. Um, I guess it was re-released, so weirdly enough. Really? Yeah, in in Japan in 2007. Well, shave my legs and call me grandma. How about that? <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna do either of those things. Yeah, that'd be kind of weird. So anyway, uh, <laughs> but the original, but the original. Um, Final Fantasy VII demo that came out for that. Actually, here's a little bit of fun facts. The picture they used for the original cloud graphic for Final Fantasy VII demo is not the same picture that they used for the for the actual game. That when you go back, yeah, when you go back into the um to um that cutscene with Sephiroth, the young cloud image they use uh, for your status menu, that's the picture that they used for Final Fantasy VII demo in Tobal Number One. Huh. Yeah. Weird. So, yeah, right. So, like, I, I saw, so I saw the um the uh, the what was that magazine called the the demo mag underground PlayStation Underground PlayStation was, Underground yeah 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 so the, so when they well released the underground um demo of the game um for me it was completely different from what I've been playing from from Turbo Number One um so. The graphics were different. Even the the music was different. Like this, the music for me didn't sound as good as the what I heard on um, the original demo for from, that had Tobol in it. Hmm. So, yeah, like when I heard the, when I heard the battle music, I was like, "This isn't the same." And this is the same graphic, and it looked better. It looked a lot better actually. But other than that, though, I was more pleased with the demo, um, the original demo version of Final Fantasy VII, than like. When the game actually came out, <laughs> that is so weird. It is weird, right? It's really, really weird. Like, maybe there's a video of it on YouTube somewhere. I don't know, but that's yeah, pretty. There obs- is, there is. Okay, okay, that's good. Yeah, so it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different. Like, like, like the 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 battle music had didn't have this weird wah 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 when it starts getting to the, the flute part of it. <laughs> oh wow, his portrait is like totally different. You're right, 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 right. Wow, that's, that's, that's so weird. Yeah, yeah. That's the portion they used when uh, he, when he had that flashback about um, Sephiroth, you know, being completely amazing, the giant sword. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, 
so that's pretty cool. Um, I didn't have a PlayStation at that point, so. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, N64, <laughs> so whatever. <laughs> so, um, so I remember when, uh, I, well, when I played that demo, I was like, this is going to be, this, I played that demo, like, to death. Like, by the time that the Underground uh, demo version came out for it, I was like, you know, I've been here, done this, you know, <laughs> so I didn't play it like, nearly as much. I mean, I played it a good, good, like, ten times or whatever, you know, in one day, probably. But still, like, I had played the um, the Tobol, um number one demo just to death. I have been playing that thing just all the time. So, um... That was my experience with it. And I was like, I cannot wait for this game to come out. And then when it did come out, that it just ch- changed my life <laughs> forever. Forever. Yeah, it's a pretty good game. <laughs> it's not very difficult, though. That's that's kind of the part I don't like. Yeah, once you start to grind and grind it just right, you can kind of sail through that thing. Yeah, I, did I get nice to the round? I don't think I did. I did intentionally not get it. That way it was enjoyable. The the what? Knights of the Round, you know, the Materia. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that is... It kind of cheapens the game a little bit. It, it almost does break the game. Um, but then again, though, the, the extraordinary links I had to go through in order to get it, I mean, like, good grief. <laughs> yeah, you've basically beaten the game already. <laughs> now you're just going for, like, a, you know, victory lap. Now, see, what I liked about the fact is that the... Is, what is what I liked about about it? Even though, like, Knights of the Round was completely overpowered and ridiculous. Um, <laughs> when you fought Ruby and Emerald, it became an absolute necessity because they were that hard. I thought you hated puzzles. No. Those bosses are puzzles. <laughs> I mean, no. literally, they are puzzles. They're not even, like, boss fights. It's like, do this, do that. Here is the specific sequence of events. Here are the things you need. Now, you win. They're not... Well, you can say that about RPG gameplay in general, can't you? Because, I mean, you can say, you know, like, okay, this is weak to this, so therefore, do yeah. this. But you can kind of improvise your way through some boss fights. Okay, just just an example. <laughs> I'm playing Chrono Trigger, right, for the book recording podcast thing, and mm-hmm. I fought Zombor, you know, on the bridge. Yes. Okay. I fought him, and I totally forgot the weakness and didn't remember. So I just, you know, ran through him with physical attacks. And I still won. <laughs> it didn't much matter, right? But, like, if you do Ruby Weapon with, like, three people, you lose. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You you just die. Yeah, so, so if you don't know that, you don't know the magic sequence of events that lets you kill it. You can't win. <laughs> But you, but you, it's, it's, I think it's, in, it's intuitive in some ways because it's kind of like you have to, you have to have these certain amounts of whatever in order to get by this because it's like you get to stomp and then you're all gonna die. So there's no question that you are going to die. So this is kind of like figuring out so what will I'm- make me not die. And Phoenix is the thing that will make me not die. And then there's the fact that you have a counter up there, you know, in the, in the right corner, your top right corner of your screen saying that we're all going to drown. Uh, I don't know why we get out of the submarine in order to kill this thing, but whatever. So, so, <laughs> so everyone get out. Everyone like, swim out. <laughs> Try right. to hit with your sword. Right. Because we know how effective this is. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, there's, there's that to, to it too. So it's just kind of, you know, figuring these things out. I think, but, but at the same time, it's like, there's only so many things you can do to 
survive it, though. I will, I will admit that. Uh, there's only some ways we can survive, you know, getting crushed and dying. Well, so you, you have, like, four times cut and mime or whatever... Is there Mimic in this game? I can't remember. Yes, there is Mimic in that game. Okay, if you have, like, 4X cut and you just have Mimic, the other two characters, you can just Mimic him to death. You... You can't... No, because what happened is that he'll start using Stomp or, like, the Ray or whatever. No, you had to have Phoenix um, in order to... had to have someone Mimic Phoenix. Otherwise, you won't cast Life 3 and then be resurrected, so... Oh, yeah. Well, and yeah, the that's, weapon that's... is like, hey, two of your characters are disappearing forever. Yeah, I'm like, this is, like fight the lavos by myself this is trash <laughs> this is almost doable almost <laughs> yeah ruby was a nightmare for me i mean you can trick the computer in order to you know not have him do that like if you can kill, i think i think the trick is if you can kill your other party members or, or something weird like that then you wouldn't suck them up and then just resurrect them later on or something weird like that i forget what it was but you have to use some kind of you know know how know how and walk around just to kind of you know kill those things and but it has so much HP that you had to have things like nice to round. Otherwise, it's just gonna be a wrap. <laughs> I mean, total wrap. <laughs> yeah, oh. just that's it. It's all done. <laughs> yeah, this is me and optional bosses and JRPGs. I don't know. I don't think I'm I've ever up. actually done. I've done a couple. Like I did everything in Blue Dragon almost, mm-hmm. except for King Pooh. <laughs> yes, that, that's the hardest boss in the whole game. Of course it is. <laughs> a giant pile of pink poop. Wow. Wearing Thank a crown. <laughs> that sounds like a slime. Thank yeah. you for your originality, Toriyama. It's <laughs> amazing with your amazing character designs and all the Dragon Ball Z characters. Yeah, and then when I did all the side quests, right, the final boss is like easy. You know, I was barely doing anything. Yeah, that's what kind of happens is that, like, for these optional bosses, like in Star Ocean or whatever, because I love Star Ocean optional, optional bosses because I'm a weirdo. I like to fight against somebody with 20 million HP, literally. Um, <laughs> but by the time you're done level grinding and getting the equipment you need, like you can you can kill the last boss, um, with, with one attack, like with just one good special move or whatever you know from your party. Everyone just launches a special move. You just kill the boss automatically. It's like there's nothing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, there's nothing at all. Now, one thing that was, that was really, really cool in Star Ocean, the second story, is that um, deviating from Final Fantasy VII pretty far right now. But still, uh, but we're deviating pretty far from the topic in general. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, one thing they did in Final Fantasy, um, no, in Star, second Star Ocean, second yeah. story Star Ocean, or I don't, I don't know, what I'm you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, the, I know what you're talking about. Star Ocean Two, Star Ocean Two, the second one. Yeah, the second one um, is that they took. They had this thing where you could take a limiter off of the last boss. And, um... So, there's a, an optional dungeon where called the Cave of Trials. And this is in, I think, almost every, if not every, um... I think it is every in every Star Ocean game. It's, it's a Cave of Trials. It's ten levels long, and it's filled with super bosses. And, um... And usually the... The boss there is Gabriel Celestia. I think he's there in every, single, in every every one of them. Yeah, he is. Maybe not in the first one. I don't know. I'd have to guess. I think he is in the first one, too, because I, I played the remake of the first one, so I don't know if the, the, the original one for Super Nintendo had the had the um, Game of Trials in it. I'm, I'm assuming that it did. It Maybe. does in the remake of the first game. Right. So, so technically, it does exist. 
Yes. So that's because I remember going through that and Gabrielle was kind of a punk in that one. I was like, I'll oh, disappointed on that one. But anyway, um, but or maze of tribulations. There we go. Yes, 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 yes. So, um, go through that and um, beat the last boss there. Then by the time you find the, la- the actual last boss, he's nothing. But what you can do is there's an event in <clears throat> in the story where you can uh, approach, I think, the daughter of the last boss or something weird like that. Hmm. <laughs> and um, you can it's a private event like in Star Ocean you can do these things where basically you can choose to engage in more story or not which is great I thought yeah. so you just these little things called private action so there's an actual event with these characters at this point in time in the story you can select that and then kind of do stuff in that yeah and they all affect your ending too which is really neat yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I love the pacing of it. That's one thing. That's one of the things that changed my life. Also, that's actually that's actually has a lot to do with the structure of my own game, actually. But like, um, uh, you trigger this event where you can um, it prompts her towards the end of the game to engage in another private action with her to where um, you can take off the limiter from the last boss. So. When you take this limiter off, he is harder than the secret last boss. Then, hmm. it's really really cool. And how would you even figure this out? Strategy guide. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only. Well, well, no, no, no. It's kind of intuitive. It depends on if you want to do all the private actions or not. So, if, if this was the game that you played, you bought this one game, Star Star Ocean Two, right? and you played it for like a whole year, then yeah, you'd probably find it. Yeah, you would run into it eventually if you if you want to engage all the private actions and all that type of stuff. So, um, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of, well, not intuitive, but... And I totally need to play through Star Ocean too. Yeah, take, take a look at the remake of it because remake is tons and tons and tons of fun and it has pretty artwork and nice voice acting. But it's on PSP. Uh, well, well you, you can take your PSP and hook it up to your television. Not your fatty one. Yeah, not your fatty one. No. Your... Well, I have the original Star Ocean 2, so I think I'll just play that. Yeah, either one. I know because... the voice acting's terrible, but whatever. Unexpectedly weak. <laughs> I do remember that much. <laughs> Ten seconds. Uh, so so my, my mind makes, makes, me, um, makes fun of Cloud all the time. It's like, uh, he sounds a little slow. <laughs> so, and he does some kind of slow things like, Cloud, you suck. Like, I just don't like you as a character at all. He's more likable in the remake, though, because they actually give him a natural personality instead of having this kind of dim-witted, you know, um, voice acting. Oh, he's spitting the week. We got a full score with this. Like, bruh. <laughs> why do you sound like you're congested? And why do you sound like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, to redirect the podcast back to our chosen topic, pick one game that isn't Galarian's, that is obscure, <laughs> that you would like people to play, okay. or that you think people would enjoy. Okay, okay. I think people would enjoy um, Galarian's 2. No. Uh, <laughs> of which we just found out there is one. <laughs> right. Um, that's a tough one. I would say... Hmm. Bushido Blade. Ooh. Yeah. Which one? 
first one. Not the second one? Not the second. I haven't played the second one. You should play the second one. I've heard mixed things about the second one. It's not that bad. Mm. The, well, well, voice acting, anyway. But <laughs> <laughs> but it's not a story game. It's a fighting game. Right, right. Like, Bushido Blade is a lot, it's, it's, it's so much fun because... Like, Grandma can pick it up and play, it might kill you, because this is one of his kills, you know? It's like, and, it, and it involves a high degree of, I think, strategy and timing. Yeah, or running um, around a lot. And running around a lot, right? So you can be that guy who runs around a lot. You know, it's, it's just a really, really cool game to where... Um, okay, okay, to explain it, for those who are uninitiated. Um, it's a game where you have no life bars... There's no special move. Well, there's, there's kind of special moves, um, depending on if that character is skilled with that particular weapon or not. But it's kind of trial and error yeah, type of thing. Like Kanuki is really good with Sledgehammer. Right, right, right. Which right. is awesome. So, he just beats yes. you to death. <laughs> with right. a Sledgehammer. He does a spin <laughs> thing. <laughs> Swagger. Yeah. So, um, so, so, um, and if you land, um, a good slash or whatever, you die. So they, they're trying to make it more realistic in terms of sword fighting. So it's a sword fighting kind of simulator almost. So like if you get slashed in your leg, um, then you wouldn't be able to walk anymore. You'd be kind of like kneeling and falling and crawling ar- ar- along and everything. Um, if you got slashed in your arm, then you wouldn't be able to use one of your arms. So your sword slash would be um, slower. Um, uh, what else? Um, you can do things, cool, really cool stuff too, like throw dirt at people. So I gotta throw dirt at somebody. It might be a distraction, yeah. and then I can go ahead and chop them up. Well, uh, it depends on the weapon because weapons, some of them are really slow. Right, right, right. So um, also you can throw like little sub weapons too. You can, like throw a dart at somebody, you know, and actually pick that dart up later. That's that's that you stuck in somebody. Yeah, pick it up yeah. later and use it again. Um, there's three different stances. Um, per weapon that you that you have, um, so use a high stance um, for every weapon. Like so, you have a katana, a nadachi, a sledgehammer, a rapial, a broadsword, and a spear. Naganata. Naganata, right? Yeah, and each um, character actually specializes in one or two of them. Yes. Yeah, but yes. you can use less than optimal weapons if you so choose. Everybody yes. has like weird little unique techniques they can use just because of the way they weigh or you know how skilled they are in their particular weapon right right which is really cool um and uh so you have a high stance you have a middle a mid stance and then you have a low stance and so your triangle your circle and your x buttons all do different functions and the way that the parrying system works is that um you have to time it just right so if you time it just right in terms of your um sword slashes because some some of them can link to, uh, to other slashes um, if you time it just right, then you can have a big advantage and just, you know, as soon as you land that first slash, chop, and this is over. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you happen to hit an artery or something. Right, right, right. Yeah, so, but you, you can, like, uh, disable people's arms and legs, too, which is also quite interesting. Right, right, right. So, um, it's a really kind of, um, it's a very interesting game. It's really fun to pick up and play, and, and... The state and also too in the stages they're like they're these arenas where you can kind of you can run around them and there's 
I mean, you can even climb up places and climb down places and... Um, yeah, and do a giant jump, which is unrealistic for just about everyone. <laughs> yeah, this is weird, awkward jump where they don't even animate the jump. It's just like, they're just kind of floating in the air for a second and then that's their jump. And it's like, what is going on with this? So, um, pretty embarrassing. It's also one of the only games other than Fatal Fury that I remember having, like, a ton of characters that exist in the game that you can't play as. Yeah. It's really weird in that way. Mm-hmm. I, I don't quite understand that, but... <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> so, and also, also what, this is what I used to do, too, with my, with my buddies, is that I wouldn't go to the versus metal. I would just hit start with the, with the um, at the story mode. Because if you hit start with if you hit start and do play two player at the um, story mode, that whole area, uh, that huge like arena that has to load up different sections whenever you go to a different section or whatever, um, it's just open for you to explore and have fun with and knock each other off of cliffs and all kinds of <laughs> weird stuff, you know. So <laughs> yeah. it's so much fun though. It's so much fun. And uh, and what's really cool too is that if you have um, two PlayStation ones. Um, two copies of the game and a link cable. You can do um, point of view um, b- combat. So it's like a first person um, oh, combat. Wow. Yeah, huh. yeah. I think we did that one time. I think we were able to do that one once. I think we were able to do that one time where we did a point of view. Um, um, we should do a blade battle. Where it was pretty epic. <laughs> huh. Okay, so the second game is like similar, but it ups the pace a little bit and they add a bunch of characters and they all have like similar things they all have unique abilities i'm not sure if they added any weapons or not mm. I, th- I think the big thing that they added was uh, to have um two sword stance yeah i heard about yeah. that like if your character has a secondary weapon you know the one you can throw as uh-huh. like a sword he can just whip it out as like his another stance and he can have two swords instead swagger yeah and I find it much easier to kill people in this in number two with the, the throwing weapon. Really? Like, you'll just throw it right at the beginning of the round, and then they'll try to, like, strike you, and they die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. I do. <laughs> I remember my brother doing it to me all the time, right? We'd start the match. He'd throw the thing, and my guy would be, like, trying to strike. And then he'd have, like, this huge sword in, the, in his chest, and he'd just fall <laughs> over. <laughs> yes, yes, we're laughing at this. <laughs> oh, That's what they a- added was the gun. The gun. Oh yeah, because that guy, um, one of the non-playable um, boss fights, it's like Street Fighter Two when it first came out. Yeah, and the other thing they added was the Yari, which is basically a spear. So it's similar oh. to the Naganata with the blade at the end, but it's more poking. So, uh-huh. yeah, Pokemon. Yeah, the second one's worth playing, too. I think they're both worth playing. Yeah, I might have to check them out. And the spiritual sequel, Kengo, Master of Bushido. Nah, I haven't heard too much of that at all. It's... Like, I, mean, I heard of it, but I heard of it, but I didn't really invest any time into learning anything else about it. Because oh, don't worry. Got... It's fun, but awful. <laughs> Same developer and everything, but, like, the first game is just horribly unbalanced. How do like, balance that? I know. Well, they only use katana, so there's no weapon choice in this one. It's supposed to uh, just be samurais versus samurais with that kind of sword, right? Uh, but, like, at least two of the guys that you can play as are just hilariously dumb. You just use one button and you win. You break up the guard. <laughs> it's really bad. Win button. Ah. Yeah, and they, like, bleed out and all that kind of thing. 
Like, you can actually bleed out in this game, and they'll actually have the like the little sprays. Wow. See, I need to make a um, I need to make a Bushido blade, but with Hebrews or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I think one guy in that has a giant ore, and he can kill you with it. <laughs> or not. <laughs> ah, I don't yeah. want to. But Kengo is probably really cheap now, so just mess around with it. It's stupid fun. I might just do that. <laughs> it's, worth it. it's worth a shot. It's worth a shot. Especially the first one. So they, they made a sequel to an unsuccessful game? I don't, I'm, I'm confused now. Yeah, yeah, well, not unsuccessful, but it it's not a great game. <laughs> <laughs> so is the second one better than the first one? I don't know. I didn't play anything else first one. I know the first one is the best one, but it's not very good. Wow. What is that? Okay, okay. And, okay. There's, and there's an old man named Gempo, and he... <laughs> and he's, like, wicked short. He's, like, a little tiny man. And he, is like, he, like, Odd Job and Goldeneye? No, he's not. He makes, like, old... <laughs> he's horribly weak, and he makes old man grunts. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, it's very funny to kill him. I'm out. <laughs> Seriously, it's funny. I am super out. <laughs> super out of that one. That's funny though. But I, I, would, I wouldn't mind seeing like a a was there's a game recently that came out that's that's a lot like that. It's like you're going towards a goal, but you're trying to sabotage each other. It's like it's like a stick fighter graphics, you know. But like you're dueling and you're trying to get to one from one end of the goal to the other. I forgot what it's called, but it looked amazing. Goodness. You can, like, throw your sword. You can do all kinds of crazy stuff like that, you know. Oh, but... a Nidhogg? Yes, that's it. I that's that's it. That looks amazing. Yeah. People say it's pretty good. Although yeah. I would kind of prefer an HD sequel to Bushido Blade. I know, right? Or, like, a what? reboot. What? What? Where? How come Square Enix just like to make money? I don't understand this. I, I don't understand either. I, like, they have all these franchises that, like, look, we... Take our money if you make this. No, like, they'll, probably just, they'll probably just resurrect Ur guys first because they hate you. <laughs> <laughs> That's another obscure one right there. Is we need another one of those. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason why you want to play that game is because Cloud Strike was in it. Yeah, That's like the only reason why. And and the dog from the game, but maybe not. Yeah, maybe. I don't oh, know. Zach is in it. Zach is in it. Oh, yeah, Zach is in it, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, I need to play um, Crisis Core. <laughs> I mean, I have it, but I just haven't played it yet. So. That's not obscure. Ur guys is obscure. Yes, that is obscure, because good grief. Good, good grief. grief. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, before I forget, in terms of Final Fantasy VII, uh, someone right now is doing The Completionist on YouTube, is doing a really good, like, super in-depth... Um, almost documentary um, on the series so um, like I do mean the series like from Crisis Core to Final Fantasy 7 he's doing the full all, all the continuity trying to spin out storage or whatever you know he's doing it all in there and putting it on to um, it's really um, it's maybe four four part um, review is what he's doing well not even review but just kind of you know looking back at the whole series and everything and seeing how people felt about it and things like that you know back in the day and how it changed lives and everything, you know, so... Um, you like promoting so, other people's stuff. Well, you know, I, I like to give. <laughs> I'm a giving person. <laughs> so, and, and, and the completionist is pretty clean in terms of his content, so he's not, like, saying a bunch of ridiculous stuff. 
So, um, yeah. Um, it's good stuff. Right. But anyway. Let me, let me think of a choice from my personal, you know, another PS1 game. Yeah, let's just do that. <laughs> I'm just going to call this, like, the PS1 podcast or something. I know, right? Because that's really all we've been talking about. <laughs> I don't know why. It just happened that way. Because it's good. Yeah. Uh, the game I think more people could stand to play is Valkyrie Profile. Yeah. Have you played it? I have. I don't get it, but I still like it. You don't get it. <laughs> I still don't get that game at all. Like, Well... Well, Valkyrie Profile is interesting because it's linear without being linear, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it it does so many interesting things. I'm like, I like it, but I'm kind of like, okay, I'm expecting to go to this place in order to go to this dungeon. But I get a cutscene that's beautifully animated, and I'm a sucker for 2D animation, you know? So it's beautifully animated, and I get this cool cutscene about how someone died. You know, I expected to go to a dungeon, and I didn't go to the dungeon. I was like, well, where's the dungeon at? Where are we going now? What's going on? I have no idea. You know, yeah, it's confusing. Well, obviously, a Valkyrie is kind of like in Norse mythology, the woman who finds the fallen warriors to become Einheriar, which are kind of just warrior spirits. Right. So that's kind of the premise of the game, right? Mm-hmm. But the problem is, the weird thing about the game is, depending on how you play it, in what people you recruit and what dungeons you do and some of your other actions, the game actually changes and unlocks different dungeons in, like, a completely different ending game. It's really weird. That is weird. So, like, you played through it, and at the end of... If you just play it normally, you'll fight, like, this guy called Sert at the end. He's, like, the leader of the giants, which is Jotunheim or something. Okay. But if you don't play the game as you should play the game... Because <laughs> you're supposed to, you know, uh, send the souls of the warriors that you recruit up to mm-hmm. a Valhalla for training or whatever. Yeah. But if you restrict yourself to certain items and you play a little off kilter, you'll actually like unlock a whole new set of dungeons. So there's like a hard mode set of dungeons and an easy mode set of dungeons. Huh. Yeah. And it's mostly dependent on whether you collect a certain item like called flame jewels <laughs> throughout the game. Huh. Yeah, it's really crazy. So if you like played through it once, you would have no idea whether any of this existed. Gosh. Yeah, it's like one of those kind of games. Yeah, yeah. And, and I wish that they had... <sighs> and the I combat is amazing. A... <laughs> <laughs> I, I just wish it was some kind of like, you know... I wish it was more intuitive or whatever, you know, and it wouldn't market it like, you know, like, hey, this is a... You know, RPG is like, no, this is something completely, like, it's an RPG, but it's not like, you know. Yeah, well, there's three difficulty levels, right? I mean, there's an mm-hmm. easy, normal, and hard, and they give you the option. But the only way you can get the good, the best ending is if you play through in hard mode. Yes. Because yes. that's the only one that'll have all the uh, special dungeons in it. Hmm. Right, yeah. right. So. And, but and heard- the whole story, the real story, is in the hard mode. Yeah, I figured as much. Which is, I'm cool with that because that makes you want to, you know, it gives you replayability, you know. Replayability is a good thing. Yeah. I don't know why it stopped happening. The only, the only replayability you get now is like multiplayer. You got multiplayer in it? It's like, no. And it's the, an RPG, son. And the battle <laughs> system is like totally weird. Yeah, because you're, you're, every but the button that you choose is the character that you choose? Uh, the button you use is the character that attacks, but the characters yeah, have right. like combos. 
So you're basically using it to like break opponents' guards. Right. So like a right. certain number of attacks or a certain kind of attack at the same time will break certain enemies' guards before others. It's really strange, but yeah, it's just it's its own thing that's way, 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 way out there in terms of structure and everything else I've ever played with the RPG. It's something that it, it need like sit down and actually like learn and invest in. Yeah, almost. I think that's kind of my thing. I like Triace games. I like all the stuff they do. You know, like I love Triace games. They're yeah, like weird them. complexities and they don't make much sense half the time. But no, they don't. <laughs> yeah, actually, Valkyrie Profile Two is even worse because it takes that system in the Valkyrie Profile game. And then it makes it 3D and 2D at the same time. Now, see, I have that one also. I have, um, um, so I have them both. I have the one for PSP, and I have the one for, um, I don't have the original, unfortunately, because uh, it's 50 bucks, and uh, I, think it's I, I, I ain't really expensive now. It's like 100 Oh, gosh. <laughs> that's what, I saw it in the store one time for 50 bucks, and I was like, I would get you, but, eh. No, so <laughs> it's not even so, on PSN or anything. It's the worst. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad, pretty bad. Um, but I have the I have them both, which is what's what's the second one called? Something on Samara Samara Maria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're once again one of those confused white girls. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Who am I? I'm like, oh, shut up. Yeah, but you have to move around a 3D you have to move around a 3D field and then transition to 2D combat right and and that's pretty wacky too it's wacky wacky is is the best way to describe it it's very wacky but I mean I enjoyed it you know because I enjoy Grindfest and everything it looks pretty grindy to me so um and I hate recommending this game Valkyrie Profile because it's like hard to find and play yeah, I Other mean, if you, than, if you have a PSP, then it's, it's, it's easier to deal with, you know, preferably a 2000 model PSP, because you can hook it up to your TV then and have more fun with it, you know? Yeah, um, or or emulators, but I don't endorse those unless you actually own the game. <laughs> but it, that's <laughs> actually the easiest way to play it now, which is just strange. Yeah, I mean, and I don't understand that either. Like, once again, Square Enix, Square, take our money. Or just put it on PSN for like $10. I'd buy it. <laughs> Right, it's going. The profit's going straight to you. It's going straight to your face. Yeah. I don't see what the problem is. I, I don't get it. I don't. Well, no. Actually, actually, in that uh, recent article, when they said that um, they looked at the, the success of um, Bravely Default. Yeah, two hundred thousand copies sold or something. Yeah, they're like, oh, so all this time we've been spending on the international market to cater to this audience and that audience. If we just made it Japanese, <laughs> if we, ironically enough, enough, if we had just defaulted Japanese, <laughs> then, then we would be making money right now. It's like, oh, okay. Oh, wow. So like, People games, like our right? games. <laughs> I'm like, and everyone's like, yes, stupid. Why are you getting paid? This is a dead giveaway. No, it took them a while to figure this out. I know, that blew my mind. Oh. I was like, Brad, have you not noticed that every time that you try to cater to the American audience or this audience, it's like, it just, it, no, just stop it. Yeah, it's like, do you know that I want your product? Please release it now. Thank you. Right, right. They, can, they can make, they can, especially like, just the fact they had this gold mine of this square, square golden era, especially on the PlayStation 1. Square Golden Era, this stuff, just sitting there, 
in the catalog, all these franchises like Brady Fish and Musashi, um, the Valkyrie Profile series, um, all this stuff is just singing there, you know, because oh. it, you know, it's, it's now Square Enix, right? So oh, Dragon, even... Dragon Quest Seven. I could really use a copy of that. Right, right. Because it's like fifty dollars on the secondhand market. Right, exactly, and it's just like, bruh, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> I don't. Why do you want to make money? I don't understand. And I mean, I mean, I, and I understand that you know that. And, I mean, and then corporations too, because corporations are trying to make a profit as, as quickly as possible. I'm like, this would require a minimal amount of effort. Not a minimal amount of effort. We don't have to say, but a minimal amount of effort compared to like making a new Final Fantasy game. Yeah. You know? How about and, uh, taking that second Densetsu three translation, paying that guy money, yes. and then just releasing it on everything? Yeah. I'm sure that people who want to play it will buy it. Right. Right. <laughs> and I mean, fix all the bugs in it, which can't be that hard to fix. Right, right, and and then call it, and then market it like this: Square Enix Golden Era Collection. Yeah, we'd all buy it. We don't care. <laughs> We're stupid. We'll just buy whatever. Take take my money. I will buy. I will rebuy everything. <laughs> <laughs> and put some trophies on top of it too. It's over. It's it's over. So that's why I just I just I'm so baffled by many of their choices uh with that so um because i understand things like you know like i like make a final fantasy 7 over again like have you looked at final fantasy 7 <laughs> like, they don't need to remake that yeah they, like hey, just leave just that the alone amount, yeah just the amount of effort it took to make the first one yeah just leave that alone. yeah you know yeah, what a remake was, would just kind of you know what if there are flaws in final fantasy 7 they would have to like totally redesign the whole game I mean, it's not really meant to be a 3D game now. It, it was right. in its time, and it's just, they can't really do anything to it. Right, right, exactly, exactly. The, the most they can do is, like, maybe smooth out some polygons, yeah. but other than that, though, that's that's really it, and increase the frame rate, but... Oh, you mean, like, uh, those um, iPhone versions of, like, Final Fantasy 1 through 6? Um, no. Those have, like, <laughs> the ugliest sprites I've ever seen. I know, I'm like, this is... Me, me being part of the RPG Maker community, I'm like, what I've seen hell? better with RPG Maker, like, for real. Setzer looks like a drag queen. <laughs> what the heck? And the, and the sprites are too big, too. They're like, in terms of the grid-based the grid system, the sprites are, are literally too big to just extrapolate and put them on there. They all look like giants now. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. I'm just like, what is doing? Who... Who said okay to this? Because it has to be HD. <sighs> no, it doesn't. Yeah, it does like, it, like, you know, all the 360 games have to be, like, 1080p, which is dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I don't I don't understand that. Um, I don't understand it at all, but... <laughs> Foolishness. <laughs> Buff- buffoonery. Shen- <laughs> Shenanerisms. Shenanerisms. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Um, let's see here. Other game that is obscure. I think it's my turn, right? Is it my turn? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Other game that is obscure that I don't think you're going to play is, um, ooh, I have a tiebreaker right now. I'm looking at a poster right now between <laughs> Breath of Fire 3. 3? Or Zone of the Enders 2. Mm. Uh. Or Breath of Fire 2, which everyone seems to hate. 
It won't haste Bird Mario 2, really? I don't know. Well, they did the retranslation patch because the translation was just really bad. I see. I would like to see a a retranslation patch because I've been playing. I've played it recently on. um, um, I have the original, so leave me alone. I was playing on emulator on the on my on my hacked Wii, Um, and uh, so I was just playing it, and I was like, "This is fun." The combat's too slow. That's why there's an option on the Wii where you hit the analog stick. Like you can speed up the combat, so I would just oh you, <laughs> I would just like hold the hold the speed button and then just god kind of, you know, cut through the battle really fast. I was the like, animation's oh, so good in that game. It is, it is. It's it's a really neat game. Um, plus you can do fusion like in Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, it's like, weird. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it does some interesting things in that game. Plus it has like two different endings too, which is cool. And, yeah. the, and the last boss is ridiculously huge and ridiculous. <laughs> um, um, but there's some, there's some, there's some good stuff in it. Um, but, uh, Breath of Fire 3 is, I think they were transitioning over into other. Yeah. It's like a halfway house of 2D and 3D. Yeah. It's, it was a good game though. Um, I didn't actually finish it. I finished a lot of it though. I have the PSP version. I, I assume it's the same. There's a PSP version? Yeah. Came out in Europe. But. For whatever reason, it was in my local Best Buy. So, go figure, right? <laughs> what is going on? I know, I didn't get it either. And I'm like, okay, Breath of Fire 3. I never could buy it on PS1, so here we are. Wow. I would I would love to have that on, on the PSP. Yeah, I might just that. I think it's cheap now. Yeah, probably so. Yeah, yeah I, might, I might do that, too. Um, I mean, I thought it was weird, too. It's in English and everything. It's the same exact game, just... It was only released in the EU. Yeah, that's I, I don't know, but um, but yeah, that game was really really neat. Um, it it, it does some okay, twenty bucks. That's it looks like that's the general price for it. So, oh wow, it's that's... totally within reasonable range. I guess it's, <laughs> but um, it does some neat stuff in terms of um just just the animation because once again I'm a sucker for two D animation. Um. I don't know. It's a it's just a likable game with likable characters in it. It's like it's a likable game, is what it is. Yeah, um, it's a fun game. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It's pretty lighthearted, you know, for the most part, and it, it, it doesn't take it too seriously. Um, and Zone of the Enders Two is one of the type of games where like everyone everyone either didn't play or, or at least owns Zone of the Enders One because everyone was trying to get Metal Gear Solid Two Sense of Liberty demo. demo. Yes. <laughs> So, everyone knows about the Zone of the Enders, you know, but I don't know if people invested into it. Zone of the Enders 2 was so much better than the first one. It's ridiculous. It yeah, was, was, the first so, one is... Ugh. Yeah. You know what, it, but you can get it for like a dollar if you have a PS2, so... <laughs> yes, it's very, very cheap. Yeah, so. It's worth a shot. You know, or the HD collection, whatever. Yeah, HD collection is what I re- recommend. Um, yeah. I've played through the first one um, if recently. You can patch it. If you can patch it. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. Um, but the second one was, it had all this, it had some dumb parts in it, like when you're trying to avoid landmines, which I'm like, why am I doing this in my ultra-fast fighting robot? Like, why am I avoiding <laughs> mines? Like, this is this is awful. This is absolutely awful. But it has really, really cool things in it, too, where you're fighting, like, six battleships. <laughs> you know, and then you have this gun that literally takes 
20 seconds to launch is ridiculous. <laughs> it, it, it takes 20 seconds to launch this, to launch this, this gun. And so, like, so, like, you, you, it phases in and it begins to charge and, like, it locks down your entire um, mech to where you can't move or do anything. And it's, like, charging. You see this timer, you know, circling around. It's all this energy circling around. So you gotta hit it in this core part of this of this battleship in order to sink the battleship. Um, yeah, and, that thing's um, great. I love that part. Yeah, it's, it's, that was absolutely amazing. So it does all this really, really cool stuff. And plus the, um, the boss fights are really, really neat too. Um, I felt they were. Yeah. Um, and it's a lot and, faster than the first game somehow. Oh yeah, it's, 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 it's a lot faster because of the. I think this is the overall pacing of the. This what the other things you can do with it too are just really, really neat. Like um, and it's like slightly cel shaded, but not enough that you could notice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really weird that way, but like you can tell that there's something different about the graphics from the first one to the second one. Right, right, right. So it it, it does. Um, his his was missing in the in the remake. That's not in the. Um, that's in, that's in the original PlayStation 2, is that it has those... Because remember, the, the PlayStation 3 buttons are not pressurized, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I don't think they are. Right, so I remember when I was had this gun. There's a gun to where it... Depending on how much pressure you hold on on the button, it's almost like a hose. It's like... You, you, you press down on it and it shoots this straight like on a, like a, it shoots little, these little peas almost you know on a straight dot so you know you're a little, little pea shooter right but if you if you lighten up on the button then what happens is that it begins to scatter and shower so it's almost like dark hose effect so I so when I was playing um, the remake I was like it's not working and then I realized you know what it's not pressure sensitive oh that's weird yeah, I know, right? That kind of blew my mind. I was like, you know what? These aren't pressure sensitive. This is not going to work the same yeah, way. That's why they can't get the bouncer on PSN. <laughs> <laughs> it's impossible to play without pressure sensitive buttons. <laughs> no, wait a minute. The bouncer is pressure sensitive? Yeah. Like, like every move in that game is pressure sensitive. I did not know yeah, that. Every, <laughs> yeah, every button has three strengths of attack, depending on how hard you press the button. I did not know that. Like, I had the bouncer, like, in my catalog, and I like actually like playing that game a lot. Yeah, if you had the Brady Games official strategy guide, you would know. Huh. Well, how about that? <laughs> hey, I'll recommend that game. It's weird and dumb, but uh, it's fun. The bouncer is weird and dumb and fun. Yeah. It's like experimental Square Enix, like, on their tail end of doing that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Because it's yeah. like it is basically a movie where you get to decide where the story goes. Yeah, yeah. which I didn't mind too yeah. much. I'm, it, except, it wasn't... yeah, except it's nonsensical. It doesn't it's dumb? But yes, it is very very dumb. So save save the white girl. Okay, I'll save the white girl. There's That's all you need to do, right? Like, <laughs> there's a woman save... that turns into a panther. Okay, that is all you really need to know. <laughs> <laughs> Buy it. <laughs> that, that is an obscure game though that's, that's that's PlayStation 2 launch title isn't it uh, I think it came out like 6 months or no 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 you know, it came out in 2001 here in the states so that's yeah, like I, shortly after launch yeah yeah so I remember looking at it and I was like this game looks absolutely amazing and then it lo- and then like I think it launched maybe I felt as though it launched at the same time but it may have been like a little bit afterwards but Wikipedia will solve our problem here. Yes, it will. 
But when it actually came out, the reviews were kind of like, it's good. Okay, so it came out in March 2001 in the United States. And it came out in December 2000 in Japan. Mm. But when did the PlayStation 2 come out in Japan? It came out... Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> Goodness, this is so complicated. Oh my gosh. But uh, I'll, I'll fill the air with uh, until the radio silence right now. <laughs> but um, it, it, it was a cool game. Like, uh, the... The versus mode and everything was kind of wonky. Well, it was, it was wacky because it was like it felt like um, what was that game called? Um, Power Stone too. So like all four people were kind of running around and you know throwing things at each other and fighting and everything. You know, so it was, it was pretty interesting in terms of the versus mode and the unlockables. And then you know you go back over, you get experience points. They had all these, all these RPG elements to it because you know Square's like, what is a non-RPG element? I don't understand what you're talking about. So, you know, they put an RPG in the mail in there, you know, because that's, a, that's was what they do. And it was kind of fun to replay it over and over again and try to uh, hard modes and things like that, you know. You can you can actually go back over and um, and play the game from different people, people's perspectives, huh. too, which, which, yeah, which made it made cool. It's weird. Characters. It's a weird, yeah. weird game. It is. It is. It is. But it is fun. I mean, I thought they did it. I thought they handled it just right to where even though it was very, very cutscene heavy, they didn't last for a really long time. Yeah, not too overbearing. Right, right, right. Which I think is a good balance. Like, if you're going to do that, then you can't interrupt the flow too much. You can just say, you know, here's the transition between A and B, and this is why this is happening. So it came out in... So, okay. So the PlayStation 2 launched in Japan in March 2000. Okay. And this game came out in December 2000 for Japan. Okay. And... The PS2 came out for us in, like, uh, November 2000, and the game came out in March 2001 for us. So, it's, like, like four months after they got it. So. Okay, okay. That okay. is really confusing. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so, and yeah, one, the- one more game I actually wanted to do before we kind of wrap this up. <laughs> uh, uh, product number three. Yeah. Do you even know what that is? No. Yeah, it's one of the Capcom Five. Mm. You remember this? Like they had that marketing strategy. Capcom was like, "We're gonna make games exclusively for the GameCube." Here are our five big titles. Yes, big. Um, Yeah. So like they were like, "We're gonna make these exclusive titles, and we're gonna be with Nintendo, right?" And so they announced like five games. So the first one they announced was Beautiful Joe. Okay. Then, then the second one they announced was uh, Resident Evil Four. Right. Uh, Killer Seven. Killer Seven was dope. Yeah. Piano Three, which is product number three, and uh. Dead Phoenix. Now, <laughs> one of those games does not exist, <laughs> but the other ones were released eventually. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Product number three is the only one that's exclusive to the GameCube because it sold horribly. Uh, what was it even about? Let me take a look at this. Product number three. It's like a shooter, kind of. But, you know, it's like the woman that dances. What's her name? Vanessa Schneider or something? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you seriously don't remember this game? Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It was 
Yeah, it was the dancing white girl with the um with, with the, the white suit and the blazer yeah. beams. And... Yeah, I played a little bit of this at the store, and I didn't really get it. The and controls it, weird. Yeah, it controls weird, and it wasn't very fluid. And I was like, I was wanting to sh- shoot more shooting, but it was just like a slow pace, and I just didn't understand what was going on. Like, yeah, it's basically a giant score attack game. You just like yeah. you go around, you move from room to room, you shoot stuff. It's supposed to look like a ballet if you're doing it right, but the controls are really like not awkward, but they're designed in a specific way to make you think about what you're doing in advance. Mm-hmm. So like this one, there's she doesn't like move in the traditional way. It's like a fixed camera. So when you move, the camera moves. So you actually need to press other buttons to sidestep and that sort of thing. It's really yeah. strange. But yeah, I, I think it's worth a play now because I think people will get it a lot more than they did then. <laughs> Right, because I didn't know what it was, you know. And that, that's the thing about it. It's like, if you don't mark your game saying that this is what it is, then it's kind of like Dark Souls. Dark Souls is a beautiful job of marking your game. Like, they just let you know, you're going to die. You're going to die to death. And you're going to die repeatedly, and you're going to love it. Uh, it's somewhat representative for the majority of people. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, they at least let you know that, you know, what, what you're getting into. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's what makes that concept important. Like, you just gotta say what your game actually is. Like, Fall Guys, I probably would have done better if it actually, you know, said that this is a weird game, or this is whatever, or this this thing is like, you know, become the ballet something, or whatever. I don't know what they're trying to accomplish with this yeah, message. I think, still. like, well, arcade games were sort of out of vogue, too, at that time, so it was just, like, not a game that really played to expectation at all. Right, right. Because I was trying to play like a shooter when I saw it. I played it at Best Buy. Uh, huh. I saw like, oh. I played it out there. They had it there on display. And so I was trying to play it like, you know, a regular shooter. Yeah. And because of that, I was like, I, I, I don't understand. It's not, I'm not, I can't move it. I can't shoot. <laughs> Get it. Yeah. Ah! It's so not I, a game that lends itself to a demo. <laughs> No, it does not. No, it does not. So I was. Yeah, just and like, I guess Killer Seven is kind of the same. Killer Seven, from what this guy kind of repetitive. I mean, it had a cool style. I think. I think it ushered in a whole new look of games in general. Yeah, inspired. and then it gave that guy what's his name, Suda Fifty One. Yes. <laughs> Somehow people keep giving him money. They do give him money, don't they? <laughs> I almost came close to like getting Killer's uh, Killer's Dead. Um, because I want the art book and it looks pretty, huh. but uh, I'm not. I'm still not 100 sure if I should get it or not. Killer I don't know. Seven is a strange game. Yeah. Get the GameCube version if you can, because the PS2 version has like slowed down and stuff. Uh, GameCube was pretty powerful though, system. Yeah, it was. It was more powerful than the PS2. I'm pretty sure. Yes, yes. So in terms of rank, Xbox was the most powerful, GameCube second, and PS2. Yeah, but it's really hard to tell the difference, to be honest. Not really. Some games would run on, you know, Xbox a little better. Yeah. Yeah. But if it wasn't designed for the Xbox, then it was just like, what's the difference? Multi-platform. Of course, no, then again, though, the, 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 I don't know, like, the, on Xbox, like, it wasn't. I guess the resolution looked look a little bit higher. Like, the polygons were more, more cleaner looking. Yeah. They, actually, they looked dimmer almost to me in terms of the color and everything, but they just looked a lot smoother. Like, I can tell, like, Pixelicious, you know, PlayStation 2, you know, a mile away, you know, but with Xbox, 
everything looked really rounded and clean and crisp and everything. So yeah, and had 40p and 720p at some point too. Yeah, yeah. So so that was kind of a big deal because I can play. I can usually play an Xbox. I, I can't say Xbox One game because they ruined that for me. First <laughs> Xbox. Gen One Xbox. I can play that on a, a uh, HD TV, and and um, even though the technology behind it doesn't look good, like Fable, they all look like monsters, but <laughs> it still doesn't look all weird and pixely like you know some of the other games would. Yeah, look there's like. only like one or two games I think I would play on the original Xbox now, because <laughs> that's the only place you can play them. Pretty much, you know. Yeah. But Xbox games are cheap though, because uh, like very cheap for some reason. I don't know why that is. I'd love to play Gun Valkyrie, but my I Xbox is not very cooperative. Well, it costs like five dollars now, bro. So you can just buy one, you know. Like, hey, yeah, yeah I guess so. I guess so. Yeah, they're super cheap. Um, if you go, to, maybe you go to like a some place like a um, like one of those Goodwill centers or whatever, you know, you can find and find one laying around. Yeah. Like I, like I, I, I literally walked into um, a place called Restore. Um, here in Lincoln, Kentucky, and um. This is a place where they just sell everything, including kitchen sinks. It's like a goodwill for um thing where people volunteer and everything. You know, they sell everything for home restoration, and they have these um, televisions there. So I was, I was looking for a um, C- CRT monitor. Um, now I found one. I found a twenty-seven inch. It's not flat screen, unfortunately, but it's component Toshiba twenty-seven inch uh, Toshiba for like a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> And then I see over there in the corner, I see a Dreamcast sitting there for $3. So I'm like, what? My Dreamcast doesn't work. I will take this Dreamcast for $3. <laughs> and, uh, I, I, and I opened it up, and there's like some gunk on the lens. That's all that was wrong with it. And now I just play it. Not, it plays just fine now. So I'm just like, score for me. So <laughs> maybe find one of those places and hook yourself up. <laughs> Oh, well, we end with that. I think we can end this. <laughs> if you find a Dreamcast at a store for $3, consider yourself lucky. <laughs> also, mine only plays things when I turn the system upside down, so... Swagger. Yeah, it's old. Well, yeah, they, they, they're, all, they're all old now, yeah, so... Yeah. All right, well, this has been Theology Gaming Sessions. We just talked about whatever the heck for about an hour and ten minutes. <laughs> well, if you'd like to know more about Theology Gaming, just email us at questions at theologygaming.com or go to theologygaming.com. Leave us a comment, message, whatever. Justin Fox is the developer of Release, which has a link on the front page of Theology Gaming. Go take a look. You won't be disappointed because we talked about JRPGs a whole lot, so... Yay! Excelsior! Yeah, so close. Oh yeah, um, Zach, uh, are you um in terms of your Chrono Trigger um, um, unpacking and everything? Or uh, I haven't been keeping up with it recently, but are you linking anything? Because there's a theory out there that is actually like Chrono. It's supposed to be kind of like a, like a Christ-like figure or whatever you know in in, in the series. Yeah, well, you know what? We should actually do a separate podcast on this. Yes, that makes yes. sense. Well, maybe the next one. Because we're going to do another one of these, or another one of the Chrono Trigger podcasts, whenever Brian Hall has time. <laughs> yes, I'm a big Chrono Trigger fan too, so let me know about that, because yeah. I used to play, I played that game, um, I mean, my characters are maxed out, you oh, know, man. I thought I played it, so, so yeah, I, huge, huge, huge Chrono Trigger fan, like, like, to the point where I was, I almost got in trouble, 
um, <laughs> at school because um, I was supposed to go to the next class. And I thought I was early, so I just took my brother's chrono trigger, um, the instruction book. I was, reading, I was just reading in class, just chilling, just did not care at all. <laughs> so I was, just, I was just immersed in Chrono Trigger, so I'm a huge, huge fan of that series, man. Yeah, it should be Monday or Tuesday next week. We'll see. Swagger. All right. Well, um, this has been sessions and stuff. I'll put jazz music over this. It'll sound awesome. All right. <laughs> all right. Just say goodbye to the audience. Goodbye, audience. Bye. <laughs>